Verse 13. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for hearts to receive your word. We thank you for desire to hear your word. Lord, we pray that your word will go forth on good ground. We pray that our hearts are not stony ground. Our hearts are shallow ground. And our heart aren't full of thistles and different things that choke out the word. But Lord, let our heart be good ground. That your gospel and your word and your will can flourish. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. As we look at the beginning of this chapter, we know that Jesus is on his way to the cross. Jesus is on his way to be wounded for our transgressions. He's on his way to be bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is about to be upon him. Now he suffered in many ways in a lesser way. But he's about to give the ultimate sacrifice. His life as a ransom for many. His blood is about to be shed. So these last minutes these last hours before the cross are very crucial. And he's telling them in John chapter 15, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. And he continues on to tell them, as the father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. See, God wants us to have the joy of the Lord. Amen. God wants us to be motivated by what motivates, motivates Christ. God wants us to be enthused and excited about what Christ is enthused and excited about. God wants us to have the same desire that Christ came to do. Christ came to seek and to save that which is lost. Jesus denied himself. He took up the cross daily and he followed his father. And he's commanded us to have the same heart that we would deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Jesus daily. This joy. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. 
What's his joy? To do the will of the Father. What's his joy? To seek and save that which is lost. What was his joy? To give his life as a ransom for many. That's how he lived his life. And in the same way that Jesus is a light, he's called us to be a light. In the same way Jesus has sought and, and to save and to seek that which is lost, we have a responsibility to do that same thing. And he says, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. The joy of the Lord. What motivated the Lord? What brought the Lord happiness and peace with his Father? That's our desire now. We desire to seek and save that which is lost. We desire to uh, be in the world and not of the world. We desire the things that Christ desires. The joy of the Lord is now our strength. These things that are spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. We can have full joy, full joy in Jesus Christ. No matter what we're dealing with, no matter what fear is knocking on our front door, no matter what obstacle we're dealing with, no matter how doubt comes or the enemy comes to kill us, to destroy, our joy in Christ can be full. See, we don't have the same joy that the world has. The joy that the world has, they want to devour. They want to satisfy the flesh. They want to do the things of this world. They get joy and they get pleasure out of things of this world. But we know the things in this world are temporal. But the things that we don't see, they're eternal. Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And here we are today. John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love had no man than this. That a man lay down his life for his friends. As we walk through this passage, as we walk through these, this passage, this verse, we're going to see and come across three points. One, there is a different degrees of love. There are different degrees of love. Point two, we're called to lay down our lives. And three, Christ, no, Christ, sorry, Christ lays down his life and three is for his friends. Hallelujah. Let's look at point one. There are different degrees of love. In Luke 7 and 47, Jesus spoke about the woman that came and anointed his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. This is what he says about her in Luke 7 and 47. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she had loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Jesus says, in John 15 and 13, greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And so there are different degrees of love. Jesus asked the disciples once, he said, you have two servants. And both of them love the master. Who's going to love them more? 
And they said, the one who's been forgiven more. And I'm paraphrasing that situation. But love is measured. And there are different degrees of love. This woman in Luke 7 and 47, she's commended. It said, wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. The Bible tells us to whom much is given, much is required. Greater love. God has called, God has loved us with a greater love. A greater love than this world has to offer. He's called us to sacrifice as he sacrificed. To deny ourselves as he denied himself. To take up our cross even as he had done prior. And now he's going to do literally. God has called us to receive the greater love. The great love exchange where Jesus became sin for us and we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Greater love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed him should not perish but have everlasting life. Greater love. He said greater love had no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. Every day, God has called us to lay aside our preferences. God has called us to lay aside our rights, <coughs> lay aside our favorite thing, lay aside the sin and the weights, and choose to walk with Him and to choose to love one another. For greater love had no man than this, than he laid down his life for his friend. Point two, lay down his life. <coughs> At one point, Jesus said, I don't know to call you servants, for the servant knoweth not what his master do. He said, I call you friends. What a friend we have in Jesus. You know, the Bible says a friend is born for adversity. The Bible says that. The Bible says Abraham was a friend of God. And we have an opportunity to be a friend, have a friendship with God. Everyone has a relationship with Jesus. Everyone. Because by him and for him and through him, all things consist. So everyone has a relationship with Jesus Christ. The question is, what is your relationship with Jesus Christ? Those of us who are trusting in Christ, trusting in what he did on the cross, trusting in him being our perfect substitute, trusting in what he did, walking in repentance and belief and trust in Christ, we're the friends of God. And we receive everything that God has for his friends. Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away to prepare a place for you, then I'm going to come again and receive him to myself. That where I am, you may be also. He said, greater love had no man than this. He laid down his life for his friends. We can say we love someone all day long. 
We can claim, we can say the words and we claim it, but actions speak louder than words. Amen? Jesus Christ does not just ask us to lay down our lives. Jesus Christ does not just ask us to deny ourselves. Jesus Christ does not just ask us to take up our cross, but he's done all of these things on our behalf. And he empowers us to follow him. He empowers us to trust him. He empowers us to seek him. He empowers us with the desires to love him and to love one another. Greater love had no man than this. Then he laid down his life for his friends. And Jesus is telling them, and Jesus has shown them that they are his friends. Point one, there are different degrees of love. Point two, lay down his life. Again, it's not just something that he's asking us to do. It's something he's already demonstrated for us. And not only that, but he gives us the power to do it. Not only that, he's given us the desire to do it. The desire to lay down your life for Christ, the desire to repent of your sin, that is not something that we have of ourselves. That's a gift of God. Rejoice if you want to give your life for Christ. Rejoice if that's your heart's desire today. Rejoice. Hallelujah. I'm I'm sorry. We rejoice in the day. Because we desire to deny ourselves. We're rejoicing today because we desire to put Christ first. We're rejoicing today. These desires don't come from ourselves, but they are a gift from God. But those of us who are trying to work out our own righteousness with good works, those of us who are trying to be good and make it to heaven of our own esteem, those of us who are rejecting what Christ has done because we're not that bad, woe unto you. Apart from God, apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Repent of your sin. Trust in Christ and what he's done. Greater love had no man than this. They lay down his life for his friend. And point number three, for his friends. We are his friends. Because we have the desires that he had. We have the motivation that he had. His motivation was to glorify the Father. And we want to glorify the Father. His motivation was to seek and save that which is lost. And we want to seek and save that which is lost. His motivation was to do the things that he saw the Father do. And we want to do the things that we saw Jesus do. We want to love like Jesus loved. We want to have patience like Jesus has. We want the joy of Christ. All these things we desire because we are the friends of God. And there's nothing that we can boast of because God has called us 
from darkness into light. He told the disciples, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. God called us out of darkness. God gave us the desire. God gave us a hunger. God gave us a thirst for him. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Because we know so many who don't have the desire. We know so many that don't want Christ. We know so many that aren't trusting in, they're trusting in their righteousness as, as opposed to trusting in what Christ has done. Point number three. For his friends. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him, those who believe on him are his friends. Should not perish. Those who are not perishing are his friends. We have everlasting life. God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're not born of the flesh. We're not born of the will of man, but of the will of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be discouraged today. Even if you're missing your visits, even if you're missing your phone call, even through the aches and pains, rejoice. Because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are afraid of God through repentance and belief and trust in Christ. You are afraid of God because he called you out of darkness into light. You have not chosen him. He chose you. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God for his declaration. Praise God for what Christ said. Christ said... Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And because of what Christ has done, and because of the desires that God has given us through Christ, the hungers and the thirst that God has given us through Christ, we are now friends of God. And as friends of God, we're learning how to walk in righteousness. We're learning how to walk in holiness. We're learning how to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean to our own understanding. We're learning to acknowledge him in all of our ways. We're learning how to allow him to direct our path and we're learning how to walk in obedience. We're maturing in the way of renewing our minds, not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds that we're able to prove and know what God's good and acceptable and God's perfect will is for us. Praise God. We're friends of God because of what Christ has done. If we're trusting in what Christ did, if we're trusting in Christ through repentance and belief, laying aside our weights and laying aside our sins and trusting in what Christ has done and not trying to be righteous through good works, not trying to be right with God by keeping commandments, but we're right with God because Jesus will sacrifice for our sins. The perfection that we couldn't reach, that we can't reach, Jesus reached it. And so his death, he took upon his body all of our sins and all of our transgressions. And we are now forgiven because we're living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But if that's not you today, if the Lord is drawing you from darkness into light, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is a hand. You don't have to carry your sins anymore. You can cast your cares upon the Lord.
Christ died for your freedom and your righteousness and your holiness. Christ became a curse for you. For what is written, every curse is everyone that died on the tree. But praise God, we're the friends of God through repentance and belief and trust in Christ. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about tomorrow. <coughs> but with thanksgiving and prayer, give thanks to God. And things that are lovely, things that are true, things that are just, things that are holy, things that are righteous. Speak on these things. Let's not allow ourselves to get bogged down with fears, bogged down with doubts, and bogged down with circumstances. Yes, we have aches and we have pains in our body. And we got a lot of friends that we lost along the way. But praise God, the friend that sits closer than a brother is still there, amen? And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. He walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other had ever known. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living because he lives. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that life is worth the living just because you live. Lord, we thank you for these truths and we thank you that we can receive them because of the goodness that you've bestowed upon us. You've called us from darkness unto light. You've set us apart, God.